Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. You doing, Matt? Doing great, Marvin. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble and uh, stay cool. Uh, what are you seeing on the water in your neck of the woods? Um, It is hot, first of all. Um, we're definitely kind of peaking and in uh you know warm weather right now you know obviously we'll see it through august but um you know probably the next week to two three weeks are going to be the warmest of of our year um our highs the next week or so are in the mid 80s to 90 degrees and um water temps are peaking out um but otherwise yeah everything's everything's pretty good um, our, uh, rivers are running pretty pre-seasonal flows, um, clearing up in, in, in the places that were impacted from rain last week. Um, and, uh, good topwater fishing most days and kind of where we like to be. Yeah. Well, before we get to the question for you, I guess probably we've been doing this on some of the other, uh, kind of Virginia fishing reports, probably a good time to remind people not to target and fish to muskie this time of year. Yeah. Um, just about, I mean, even, you know, cold water fish trout are kind of in the same boat, you know, you got to be careful. Um, watch your water temperatures. Muskie are definitely out of the game, um, in our warm water rivers at the moment. Water temps are bouncing around from, you know, upper upper 70s to the you know mid to upper 80s depending on where you are um which is a uh, very stressful water temp for musky you know they're they're fairly very easy to pattern this time of year um and they do have to eat but the uh consequences of of catching and and fighting such a fish um this time of year is usually going to be uh, a big old dead fish in the river, which is just not what we need. Um, takes a long time to grow a muskie to 40, 45 inches. And, you know, those are the fish we want to catch. So it's, uh, I don't think it should be too much to ask to leave them alone for a couple of months in the middle of the year. Yeah, there you go. And got a, uh, on a more positive note, got a question for you from Andy on smallmouth. And he wanted to kind of get your thoughts, you know, on kind of how you break down the decision making process between when you fish topwater and when you fish streamers. And, you know, are there flows you look for? Is there structure you look for? Or kind of like how do you work through that process this time of year? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, assuming we're talking this time of year, you know, mid-july on to end of september is kind of what i would consider to be the the true uh bug season and also i kind of go down a rabbit hole on what uh what you mean by top water because within that you know style of fly flies that float and, and fish on the surface you have a lot of different genres you know you have your um like walk the dog foam you know top water kind of flies you have your true poppers google bugs etc you have your your bugs and terrestrials like like 
uh, you know, CK topwater bugs, the wigglies that have gotten pretty popular here in the last few years. Um, so within, within that realm, in my mind, you kind of have two different, two different main styles. You have the, the aggressive, you know, topwater, uh, approach where you're actively moving, you're imitating a, a bait fish or a frog or something that's struggling on the surface. And then you have the more kind of passive finesse, um, topwater bug type approaches. And those, those fill two pretty different niches, um, because they require the fish, they require two different things of the fish. The more aggressive style requires the fish to chase down food and eat it. And the more finesse topwater style um, does not. It kind of caters to a, a fish's um, laziness, or we can call it efficiency, when water temps get really warm, like they are right now and will be for the next you know month or so. In the in the eighties, where a, a big fist that is you know three to five six pounds needs to be able to expend as little energy as possible in order to you know maintain body weight through that stressful time. Um, so, all that said, if if we're fishing top water, um, most days I am well. So most days I'm going to, I'm going to try to start with something on top water. Um, if we have, you know, low clear water and sun, um, I am very confident that we will be able to catch fish on bugs throughout the day. Um, and probably, you know, most of the day in the morning and the evening, et cetera. The, uh, where things start to change a little bit for me is with, with clarity um and and flow so if we have low water that's pretty dingy um that might require a you know either fishing on the bottom or a more aggressive you know kind of uh, approach to to the situation and that may mean a streamer um it may mean throwing a a bait fish pattern that's got a a hard silhouette it's going to show up something that's flashy um or it may mean fishing aggressively on the surface and making a lot of noise so you can kind of lump that more aggressive top water genre into into streamer fishing because it really kind of is um if if water's high um high and you know just fairly not placid you know, um, where fish are, are living on a treadmill that that's usually gonna, gonna push me to, to streamer fishing or, you know, again, kind of an aggressive top water approach. Um, I think that probably answers the question. I kind of lost myself there a little bit, but, uh, that if, if I can, if I can get away with, uh, with, topwater bug fishing all day i usually do it um the other side of that coin is just that if the fish aren't responding and you think they should be if you think you're fishing fishy water and fishing well and you're not getting any reaction then um 
definitely switch things up. Um, go subsurface, make a drastic change, you know, go from a topwater bug to a, um, to some kind of streamer or maybe an aggressive topwater. And if, uh, if nothing changes, then, um, at that point, I kind of, I kind of start thinking about making my bed, you know, I think real hard about what I really think is going to put a, a big fish in the boat that day based on the conditions. And maybe it's just a slow day of fishing and you kind of just have to commit yourself to a program in that, um, situation and, and have confidence in it and, and take what comes, you know, if, if things are, things are just not happening. Um, in my mind, one of the worst things you can do is just kind of go through your entire fly box. Cause, um, what that kind of means to me is that I don't have any confidence in anything that I'm doing and, and, uh, I'm kind of relying on the, the fly over, you know, presentation and location and, and all of that to, to put fish in the boat. So that's, that's my two cents on that. Yeah. I think I covered it okay yeah i think you did and andy if we didn't just hit us back up and i think the other thing too right is it's the you know the advantage of having another guy in the boat right is you can kind of bracket it right you can do two different things and maybe try to dial it in a little bit faster absolutely um yeah given you got two guys in the boat and then you know you think thinking critical about that too you know if you have uh if you have two guys in the boat and the water's low and clear and uh you got a guy in the, I think I told my guys today, it's like, you know, the guy in the front of the boat was, you know, smacking fish pretty quick right out of the gate. And my guy in the back is getting, you know, about a half as, as much love. And, uh, that's, that's pretty typical in the summer if it's low and clear and it's not necessarily a reflection of your fly pattern or your presentation. Um, it's just a reflection of the fact that you have spooky fish, uh, and technical conditions. So if, if you're going to do that, you know, think about, think about what you're doing, you know, um, put, uh, put something you're pretty sure is going to work, um, in the back and something that, uh, you know, you're, you're wondering if it's going to work in the front, see what happens, flip it around. You know, if, if somebody's fishing with, what you would expect to be the killer for the day in the front and nothing's happening. Um, and you put something on in the back, um, and you've got, you know, summertime clear water conditions and the guy in the back of the boat smoking them, then that's a pretty good indication that that's what you need to do, you know? So, um, think critically about that. And yeah, if you got a buddy, never throw the same thing unless you're, you know, absolutely positive and you're rolling on, on that program. Yeah. Unless you're crushing it. And, uh, you know, folks that we love questions on the articulate fly, you can email them to us or you can DM us on social media, whatever is easiest for you. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. We are drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And Matt, before I let you go, I know, uh, you know, where your booking is getting deeper and deeper into this year, and then it's moving into 2024. You want to let folks know kind of what you have available and how to get in touch and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, um, definitely been getting a lot of interest in, you know, October, um, fall, smallmouth, et cetera. Um, and then definitely been booking a bunch of musky stuff here, here recently. Um, so all that's fair game. I've had some people ask about smallmouth stuff next year and 
I uh, very much try not to, um, you know, book everything that far in advance just because I don't want to, you know, you know, some of my regular folks that I've yet to fish with this year um, to get boxed out because I'm booking that far in advance. So that's all to say that uh, check the website, um, subscribe to the newsletter and all that stuff. Um, that way, when I do kind of put the word out for stuff like that, um, you'll know about it and you can hop on it if you want to. But uh, yeah, definitely looking at, at fall and winter time muskie trout smallmouth etc so if that's uh that's your jam let me know and, and we can talk about it all my contact info is on the website which is mattreillyflyfishing.com and you can reach out however you feel best yeah well there you go so folks don't fish for muskie but get out there and catch something else tight lines everybody tight lines matt thanks marvin